Hey, live group leaders and hosts. We are in week 11 from May 1st of Pastor Nate's Wholehearted Work series, looking at Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Our icebreaker question is, what kind of work do you least enjoy? What has been your most challenging job so far in your life? This question is meant to mirror the question we asked last week about the kind of work that we most enjoy. This week, you can lead your group to discuss the kind of work they're most challenged by. This could get kind of negative, so try to warn your group about complaining uh, and encourage them to think more objectively and constructively about the work they do not enjoy. Ultimately, we do hope this is an opportunity for you to get to know each other. All right, so take some time to pray. And then read the passage from Genesis chapter 3. The first question is always what stood out to you in this section of scripture from Sunday's sermon. Feel free to utilize this as an opening question. And don't feel like you have to dwell too long on it, especially if there aren't too many things that stood out to different members. However, at the same time, it could be a question that prompts very spontaneous and fruitful discussion. So as leaders and hosts, please just use this question as uh, it suits you and fits into your plans um, and approach to the evening. Let's jump into question two. What lies can prevent you from working diligently unto the Lord? So the purpose of this question is to identify the half-truths or full-blown lies that stop you from pursuing your work with a grateful heart. Because of our personal sin, there's a couple of key flaws of human nature that just stop us from working diligently unto the Lord. Pastor Nate mentioned how sloth and pride can get in the way of us living as Christ would have us live. Slothfulness causes us to believe the lie that your work doesn't matter. Pride makes us think that our work matters too much. Either way, we're missing the point of work altogether because sin has gotten in the way. When we believe these lies, we are missing the fullness of the truth that God has for us. There may be other misguided perspectives that your group members come up with that have impacted them personally or that have influenced society over time. Encourage them to share about any ways that God has helped them or someone they know correct their theology or practice. Thankfully, we know that Jesus can help us get our minds straight, and so can the scriptures. If you have the chance to go deeper, you might ask this question as a follow-up. What scripture passages can help us combat the lies you mentioned? Colossians 3 speaks of ways that we can put off our old self and put on our new self. And Galatians 6 speaks of the armor of God that we can put on in a spiritual battle such as this. You can also explore the passages like Colossians 3, 23 and 24, Proverbs 16, 13. And there's a few others that I list in the printed leader guide, should you so choose to go deeper with this question. All right, let's jump into question number three. Can you remember a time when your work was painful, frustrating, or futile? What, if anything, can you learn from that experience? So the goal of this question is for group members to connect personal experiences to the biblical concept of toil in one's work. Answers will vary widely on this, and that is what will be so dynamic about this conversation. Group members do not have to share the intimate details of the situation, but they can share as much or as little information as makes sense to recount the heart of the matter. Validating the fact that work is hard is an important part of this discussion, and that of greatest value will be the lessons learned from these experiences. These lessons we can take with us into future scenarios, gaining wisdom, perspective, and perseverance along the way. If you'd like to go deeper with this question, consider asking your group, 
How do we discern the purpose in the pain, frustration, or futility of our work? How do we learn God's will for us when we are considering a change in our job? These questions encourage us to face more specifically the idea that there are times when the challenges in our work may be too much or unnecessary for us to bear, which then requires action. Talk about the ways that you can seek God to learn his will for your work and your life. Ideas like scripture reading, prayer, biblical counsel from friends or a pastor. There are others that you can choose from as well. Okay, question four. What hope does Jesus' work on the cross offer you in your work today? The goal of this question is to make a direct connection between Christ's death and resurrection with the work that we are called to do. This is a question that requires consideration on both a theological and a personal level. Last week, we discussed the beauty of Christ's declaration in John 5, 17, where he said, My father is working until now, and I am also working. This simple statement was so profound because Jesus was in the process of the work required to secure our salvation in him. So we can see that through the work Jesus did on the cross, not only can we have hope for eternal life in heaven, we can have hope for our abundant and purposeful life here on earth. Jesus' example gives us strategies with which we can approach our work. Jesus' claim on our soul gives us a heavenly bound perspective with an earthly bound purpose. Pastor Nate describes how our work is done out of love and with the gifts that God has given us. We work because we have the love of Christ in us. It compels us. God loved us enough to send his son to die on the cross for our sins and is this same love that he deposits into our hearts when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. It is with this love that we show up to work every day, ready and willing to serve our great God by being the best worker we can be. Question five, what is one thing that you're going to do after this study of the passage? Is there a promise to claim, a pattern of thinking to change, or a situation to entrust into God's care? Invite the work of the Holy Spirit into your life this week as you yield to him. So the goal of this question is to encourage your group to share how they are going to apply the truths from this passage to their life and relationships. Whatever the applications may be, encourage your group towards living out God's word, reminding them that it's his Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. It might be a good idea if you were prepared with a couple of points of application that you can share to get things started. We have our prayer application for each week, and this week there's a special focus on our hearts. In Ezekiel 36:26, we read God's proclamation over Israel which says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and, and give you a heart of flesh. Encourage your group to pray the hearts of stone out for them to be made into hearts of flesh. Oftentimes our work can be consuming and our hearts can be hardened in certain ways. Pray that God will bring us to a place where we are willing to be transformed by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. And as is appropriate uh, in the manner that is most appropriate for your group, please continue to pray for God to intervene in the current season of the Russia-Ukrainian war and the Ukrainian refugee crisis. Okay, we also have leadership notes for this week about leading a sticky community. It's a really encouraging article written by one of our life group coaches, David Kripe, and I encourage you to check that out in the printed leader guide. There's also a couple of leader and host announcements, uh, one about life group story, 
or video nominations, which I encourage you to check that out, as well as a reminder about the coach and life group team support that you have available to you. Uh, We wrap up with member announcements, which are also on the discussion questions on the back of that page for your members, so you can refer to them there as well. Thank you so much, leaders and hosts, for all you do every week. I'm so grateful for you and just pray that God blesses your meetings this week with abundance, joy, and with wisdom. Have a great week.